Hey everyone, this is Jersey John Persons, and you're tuned into the tropical vibes of Buffett on the radio. Parrotheads to a brand new episode of Buffett on the Radio. This time we're diving deep into the musical realm with the one and only Brent Burns. 
Get ready to sell through exclusive insights and behind-the-scenes tales as we navigate through our conversation with this incredibly talented singer-songwriter. Set your course and join me for an unforgettable journey. We're eager to hear about your latest projects and you provide some insights into what you're currently working on and share any details that our listeners might find intriguing. Well, today specifically, I'm working on waiting for happy hour. And I'm <laughs> that has met my goal most days is going to happy hour when I'm not working. But uh, besides <laughs> that, you know, uh, I, I'm kind of working. I've been writing with Bill White, uh, pitching a few songs here and there up in Nashville, mostly, mostly just traveling and a uh, little bit and playing music a couple of nights a week here. It doesn't sound very exciting. I know. I wish I, I, wish I had a new project I could really, <laughs> you know, oh. I've done 19 CDs. It's okay to take a, a, a year off, right? So I see that you're working on something with uh, some gym called Trop Rock in the Canadian Rockies. Yeah, that's going to be can great. Tell us, can you tell us about that? Yeah, we already have over 100 people signed up. We're taking a train ride with Sonny Jim. It's his, it's his trip. He called, and I'm the hired gun, but we're leaving from uh, Seattle. Then we're, we're taking a train up to Vancouver, leaving on a train, one of those trains with all the glass on it. You know, we could see everything. And going from Vancouver to Banff, Canada. And doing shows in between there, and uh, it is sold out. But uh, th- there's a pretty short waiting list, and you know, with 100 people signed up, you're going to get a few uh, drop out. We had two drop out two weeks ago, and two people just filled it in like that. Friends of mine, so I think there's one single left if someone's out there by themselves. But uh, there'll, there'll be room for somebody if they want to go, just to get a hold of Adela White, and, and uh, they can go along. It's going to be a great trip, and uh, you know, just. Uh, Sunday Jim and I were on the Danube River a year and a half ago. Uh, James came along with me, and we had a ball playing music across across Europe. It was fantastic. So he's one of my favorites of all time. We we have a good time working together. He's a pretty quick wit. Do you guys take turns headlining the uh, trips? Yeah, I think we're going to probably do most of the shows together. We we, yeah. we we really play off each other really well. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor, and, and uh, he can – he can keep up with me, you know. I'm kind of out there a little bit when I play, <laughs> kind of outrageous, and and uh, and I have a tendency to pick on people I'm playing with, and he can he can give it right back to me. So he's fantastic, and he's a great guy. <laughs> Sounds good. At the Motel Margaritaville, no vacancy. Every room is filled Skull and crossbones Flapping in the breeze Banners hanging From the balconies On a mission To have too much fun Blenders blazing In the tropical sun Any place We choose to chill It's Motel Margaritaville The pool's full of people Drinking beer and the restroom's a mile from here So maybe, baby, we should wait a while before we jump in Joe's dancing on the diving board again He's got his floaties on in case he slips Yeah, and we cheer him on even though we all know he can't swim Crossbones flapping in the breeze Banners hanging from the balconies On a mission to 
have too much fun Blenders blazing in the tropical sun Any place we choose to chill It's motel margarita film ah. Hey baby, let me up Bring a little tequila chew out of your belly But if you don't mind Show me a couple of jello shots of cherry and a lemon if you don't mind. Thank you, buddy. I feel a cheeseburger coming down. Somebody pass my lost shaker of salt. The band's cranking up and there's always a drunk who thinks he can play. Hammock swingers swinging in the shade. I see a conga line coming our way. So let's all grab a drink Cause I think we should join the parade At the Motel Margaritaville No vacancy, every room is filled Skull and crossbones flapping in the breeze Banners hanging from the balconies On a mission to have too much fun Blenders blazing in the tropical sun any place we choose to chill It's Motel Margarita Film It's our favorite blocking place to chill Motel Margarita Film Room for two, please Room for three, please That was Motel Margaritaville from Brent's 2019 album, My Jukebox at the Beach. Now let's dive right back into my captivating conversation with Brent Burns. What kind of influence has Jimmy had on your uh, music and career? Well, you know, it, it, it was uh, at first kind of subtle, you know. I mean, I, I wasn't following him real close, but uh, I was kind of pursuing my career as a country songwriter in Nashville back in the 70s and 80s. And... Uh, and then when I really got into the beach music, you know, writing what I write now, was after I got kind of burned out in Nashville, got divorced, uh, my ex-late wife, or my ex-wife, moved back to Arizona where we're from, and I moved to uh, Gulf Shores uh, in the early 90s. And I kind of went through a writer's block for a few years. And somewhere in the mid-90s, uh, I started deciding I wasn't going to try to write hit songs for country artists. I was going to write about my life at the beach. And I started writing songs like Living a Life Jimmy Buffett Only Wrote About and Neon Tan and Aloha Betty and uh, Too Lazy to Work, Too Nervous to Steal. And just started writing these songs about my life at the beach. And uh, then I decided to do a CD after I'd been not writing for a long time. I wrote two songs and did a CD. And then a guy named Jim Hain uh, called me about this compilation CD they were doing about with these different artist before we had a name called Trop Rock and and I said yeah it was a benefit CD and uh, Jim put together and he sent me a copy of it and I saw all the I never heard of Sonny Jim I never heard of Jim Morris never heard of John Rio never heard of all these guys that were on the CD and I started listening to it and I'm going oh my gosh they're they're doing the same stuff I'm doing you know these guys that live at, most of them live at the beach or uh, live close to it and most of, a lot of them are in Florida in Texas and they were, we were all writing the same stuff. And I was like, whoa, I found a home, you know? You know at some point in the, after 2000, somebody came up with the name Trop Rock. But back then it was Gulf and Western or tropical music or Jimmy Buffett stuff. And, uh, <laughs> of course, Jimmy influenced the fact that 
you know, he kind of, you know, to me, he always did it his way, you know, and was able to succeed his way. And in a real small, minute way, I decided back then, I'm just going to do my own thing. You know, I'm going to write all my own music and, uh, and sink or swim by it. And it's worked out really good. But it was very inspiring to, to see him do that and be uh, not mainstream, yet be successful, you know. Just did, he handled his career really, really well. Really, he's a genius, man. He was a genius. So when did you start living the life Jimmy Buffett only wrote about? Well, you know what? I would, I would, I would trace that back to my first time I set foot in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is a beautiful beach town here in, 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 in Alabama. We have 50 miles of the most beautiful, quite sandy beaches ever. But I didn't. Even, it wasn't even on my map. I mean, when they put me here in 1972, I played here for the first time. And I drove down and saw that beach and smelled that salt there. And uh, I, I started coming back every year to play. And then uh, it kind of became my second home uh, in the uh, in the 80s. I moved to Nashville and then we had bought some property here. So I spent from, the, from like 80 on. I've been here since 72, but 80 on, it was my, my definitely second residence. And I had a place, a place here. And, uh, you know, it was a great place to be in the 70s and 80s. Uh, that's when Jimmy was not the icon he, he became. He was famous, but not like, this is like, you know, Margaritaville days and come Monday. He was he was a, a well-known artist, but not a big superstar he became. And he, he was down here a lot, uh, hanging out with some of my friends. I, I never met him back then, but we were, we were always just meet, missing each other. But we have a ton of mutual friends down here. And uh, we, uh, and, and of course, I have a lot of mutual friends. He and I had mutual friends in Nashville, too, because he lived there during the same period and hung out the same period I did. We never met up there either, but we have a lot of mutual friends. We had a lot of that's what you know when i saw when i met him backstage in in, uh, in paris that's what we talked about is our old friends and um and some had got passed by by and passed away and some were still around and we just chatted about that and uh, he couldn't have been nicer so uh, so it, yeah, that, that's i guess it's been a long time i've been beach bumming you know <laughs> all right on Broadway, I'm at the beach. He's wearing Johnston Murphy's, I'm in my bare feet. He's rolling in the dough while I roll in the sand. Picking my six string in a funky little band. I'm living a life Jimmy Buffett only wrote about. While he counts the Drinking ordinary guy like me, I'm living the 
in the boardroom While I'm in a barroom He's dealing with stress I'll be feeling better soon Real damn soon Cause I'm living the life Jimmy Buffett only wrote about While he counts the money I'll go ahead and live his life out He'll have to live vicariously To a beer-drinking ordinary guy like me I'm living the life Jimmy only wrote about That's true, so true I'm living the life Jimmy Buffett wrote about Yes, it was the first time we'd ever met. I was going over. I was taking my, you know, I do these travel groups. We went to, we were going to Italy, and we knew Jimmy was playing at La Segal in, in, uh, in Paris. And I said, I want to go see Jimmy. I'd never, I'd never, I'd never seen him before. I know that people find that hard to believe. But I mentioned to somebody at Lulu's, you know, I worked for his sister for, you know, for the last 19 years. I was talking to the general manager there, and I said, I'm going to see Paris. And uh, Jimmy in Paris, he goes, really, how many times have you been to see him? I said, it's my first time. He goes, you've got to be kidding me. I said no, I've, I've you know I've never seen him in live in person, and uh, in so uh, about a week before I was going over there, I got an email from uh, Jimmy's people, and he said he'd like to meet me backstage, and and uh, we did, and it was really nice of him, and he couldn't have been nicer. I mean, we had a great great chat, and and uh, it was funny. We were uh, I was saying I said I got to I got to go, and you got a show to do, and we shook hands again, you know, and and I said thanks a lot, and he kind of held over my hand a little bit longer than would would be coming socially normal and he said brent and i looked up and i said yeah and he goes don't you want to get a picture with me and i go well yeah i just didn't want to add. i didn't want to be that guy and ask so he said charles you want to take brent's picture with me he laughed and i'm glad i'm glad i did now i'm glad i got the picture with him and i backstage uh what a wonderful guy and and um just a, a wonderful human being the whole family the, all the buffets are wonderful people and they treat me a lot like a rock star and just it's a great place to work i've been there 19 years and and Lucy couldn't couldn't be kinder to me, you know. Right. What year was the Paris concert? What was that? Two thousand. Let's see. I'm going by the years. Went to Ireland, Scotland. I think it was nineteen. He was nineteen. I think it was two thousand nineteen. I saw him go there. Two thousand nineteen, I think. Maybe it was twenty. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, I love Paris, and uh, he does. He did too. Man. I keep speaking of him in the present tense. You know. Uh, so, Quite, I keep doing it too. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's really I can't wrap my arms around the fact that uh, you know he just lived such an amazing life and he was in when I met him you could tell him that he was a, he said was in great shape you know he was not overweight he you tell he worked out he he was in tremendous shape and, and did a lot of great things for people I found out after he had uh, passed away that he had donated a a, a World War II uh, biplane to the uh, one of the museums around here, the uh, uh, 
Battleship Parkway Museum, and, but he did it anonymously, you know. So I can guarantee he did a lot of helped a lot of people, right. a lot of causes anonymously. That's just the kind of guy he was. But it became public once he had passed. They, they put it out there, but he just he didn't need to he didn't need to be patted on the back, you know. And he was a very gracious man. Everybody has a favorite Jimmy Buffett song. What is yours and why? I have a bunch, but I'll tell you what my, I guess my favorite is. He went to Paris. Uh, you know, it's one of those laid-back songs that leaves you wondering what it really means totally. You know, it, it's it's like going to see a movie. What just that song is like going to see a movie, and you have to really think about uh, what the ending really, what it really meant. You know, what was what was deeper meanings, and and you realize at some point that it could mean something different to somebody else. And he went to Paris has that unique quality, I think, to me. You know, I can see what someone would, would interpret. It's very poetic and artistic, and, and it would interpret it different than maybe I would. So that's, that, I, I have a lot of favorites, uh, <laughs> a lot of favorites, a lot. Of course, I just do, I don't do cover tunes anymore, but I love hearing the tunes, though, for sure. Right. Yeah, you don't. You have a big enough catalog, you don't need to do covers. Yeah, after 19, 19 CDs, yeah, I don't. I just I don't do any covers at all, because if you do one, you know, and someone comes up and says, do uh, Margaretville or Brown Eyed Girl, I'll say, well, I only did original songs. And they'll say, well, you just did so-and-so. You know, so I just, it's kind of my calling card that I do only original songs. And, and uh, I did cover tunes most of the first half of my life. So it's nice to be able to just, you know, have a big enough catalog. You can do your own stuff. And, and really, I, 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 it was a point where I tried to do a few uh, cover tunes for a while. And people got kind of ticked off at me. <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> X, Y, Z. Plays so and so, you know. Okay, okay, I get it, you know. Which is flattering, you know. So, you know. He went to Paris looking for answers to questions that bothered him so. He was impressive, young and aggressive, saving the world on his own. But the warm summer breezes, the French wines and cheeses, put his ambition at bay. Summers and winters scattered like splinters, and four or five years slipped away. He went to England, played the piano, and married an actress named Kim. They had a fine life, she was a good wife, and bore him a young son named Jim. And all of the answers and all of the questions locked in his attic one day. Cause he liked quiet. Clean country living and twenty more years slipped away. Well, the war took his baby. Bombs killed his lady and left him with only one eye His body was battered, his 
whole world was shattered And all he could do was just cry While the tears were falling He was recalling Answers he never found So he hopped on a freighter Skidded the ocean And left England without a sound In the islands, fishes the pilings, drinks his green label each day. Writing his memoirs, losing his hearing, but he don't care what most people say. Through 86 years of perpetual motion, if he likes you, he'll smile and he'll say, Jimmy, some of it's magic. Some of it's tragic, but I had a good life all the way He went to Paris looking for answers to questions That bothered him so That wraps up this week's episode of Buffett on the Radio. Don't miss out on the next installment of my interview with Brett Burns coming your way next week. A huge thank you to Brent for generously sharing his time and offering insights into his connection with Jimmy Buffett. Got a favorite Jimmy Buffett-inspired song? Share it on Facebook. You can find us at Buffett on the Radio. Until next time, be good to each other, and remember to always Buffett up. Life is dull in your luster face It's not too late to improve your ways And put some mileage in your life To the coast of Marseille, changing latitude Margaritaville to change your attitude Bab a breeze and a cheeseburger in paradise It's five o'clock somewhere Take a trip around the sun Till the coast is clear Put your flip-flops on And a buffet song Join the paradise for a sing-along Get your fins up And buff it up Might be a pirate looks at 40. So book a lovely cruise and start to party. The Banana Republic will be serving boat drinks. Come Monday, you'll be stranded on a sandbar. Havana Day dreaming at a tiki bar. Catching island fever, not caring what the boss thinks. Up it up. It's five o'clock somewhere. Take a trip around the sun till the coast is clear. 
Put your flip-flops on in a buffet song. Join the Paradise for a sing-along. Get your fins up and buff it up. Eat the last mango in Paris while sipping wine. Send a message on a coconut telegraph, I'm doing fine. Buff it up, it's five o'clock somewhere. Take a trip around the sun till the coast is clear. Put your flip-flops on and a buffet's on. Join the Paradise for a sing-along Get your pins up And buff it up Buff it A1A.Productions videos and broadcasts are for educational and entertainment purposes only. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use.